if it was illegal to say stupid things into a microphone. Why must you be so stupid? These guys would be doing life without parole. Hey, everybody, we're back from prison. Why do we keep encouraging this kind of behavior? It's the Breaking the Ice podcast with Josh Dolan. You know, we could, like, go to jail for this. Along with Mike Shue and Isaiah Moscahanna Monsa Mana Blitz Boskowitz. Whatever the hell his name is. Yeah, okay. good if we can get perfect. up during the weekend because yep. people are doing stuff. Yep, perfect. And, um, you know, let's talk about this is Memorial Day weekend. So, you know, what what about going to the beach? What about getting a hotel or an Airbnb? Um, Everything. You know, we can go down the list of things. Jobs are starting up. You know, what, what should we worry about in construction jobs and office jobs? and Spacing and know, office spaces, yep. Retail yep. and stuff like that. There was a study just out that, you know, like we talked about him about what surfaces the virus yeah. On. Talked about metal and wood surfaces. Study I came that. out today. The CDC is now saying it doesn't. It's not likely to spread from surfaces now. Okay. Make up your fucking well, mind. See, this is right. So this is good. So make you up know, your fucking mind. I know there's 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 COVID fatigue, but on a weekend think? like this, um, you know, there's there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. You know, I my just, patience is at fucking zero, and then I hear something like that. It's like, what the fuck, dude? Is there? There's no fucking consistency in messaging. Period. Yeah. That's why people are getting frustrated. And like, fuck it. I'm going out. Okay. Right. That's, that's exactly it. Is it, it going to spike? Is it not going to spike? What if it does spike? If you go back and look at the Spanish flu, it was what? 80,000 the first wave and 3 million in the second. Mm-hmm. Was that because everyone went back? What the fuck? Yeah. Well, we got to talk to him about that. You know, what's the, pers- you know, what's the chances of a second wave? If, uh, you know, I think it's a, it's a region to region thing. So like here sure. in New York and the Northeast region, it's been hit the hardest. So, yep. You know, Look, should, if you live in Des Moines, Iowa, really it's a different slow. story. If you're right. in Tama, Iowa, or if you're in Topeka, Kansas, okay. Right. They yeah. probably if you live even... in places like New York where everyone is on top of each other, and, right. and if you're in a place like Arizona, <clears throat> it's basically the places where the terrorists don't care about that right. the virus also doesn't care. So those places get to open earlier. But I've, I've been so pro- staying home staying inside and then the weather got nice now i'm bored oh I'm put it yeah. on pause and then we'll pick this up in october we've been going on drives like especially yes. chloe, and I. chloe just needs to get out of the house good some time out of the house we open the windows in the car we drive you know it's 10 minutes we're out in the country here so that's awesome i yeah. need the beach yeah, though because our only option here is the trails around the house and yep. now there's there's just too many snakes. I've seen a lifetime hey. snakes. And oh, what's up? <laughs> Not is that? Okay. Is that look yeah. at the haircut. You Love it. it yet. Uh, yeah, no, no. But you you do. You have to go out for a ride. You have to go for walks. The rides have been good. We do the rides. You get in the car and go for a ride to the post office. It's like an adventure. <laughs> I know going to the grocery store is like a big night out in Boston for us. Oh my God! <clears throat> Remember hockey games? We go to the store now. What's hockey? Uh, stick, puck, ice. They scan oh, around. Uh, right. Long time, long time ago. Hey, long can you guys hear ago. me? Yes. There he is. How's it going? Chubby Emu. What's up? <laughs> nice hair, dude. Are you, are you, are you rocking hair looks that? like mine. Let's go. Let's, let's get it. Let's get a hair check. What do we got? There we go. We tilt it up and, you know, dude, it that thing is up money. Way, you know? That is money. <laughs> mine doesn't stay up. It just. All That's I legit. Is, fuck all three of you guys. I have absolutely no hair. <laughs> So you're just rubbing it in my face right now. I wish I had hair that was a mess right now. I have absolutely no hair whatsoever. 
Dr. Bernard joining us on the show. You were on our show uh, weeks ago when this pandemic started. Now we Months have ago. pandemic hair. Was it a month ago? I can't, I'm, I'm losing no, track of fucking days. It was two months. Yeah. yeah. It's been a minute. It, it felt like about six years ago, but now you're back and this is going to be airing during Memorial Day weekend. So we wanted to kind of ask you questions about the reopening phases that different states are going through and, and ask some advice from you if you don't mind, doctor. Sure. Um, first, first, doctor, for people that maybe didn't hear that last episode, can you just explain who you are and why you're qualified to answer these questions? Okay. Yep. So I uh, am trained in emergency medicine and toxicology. And so um, right now, most of my work is in cancer research. Um, and so I'm in the healthcare space and I'm also in the research space. So there's a lot of different things that are ongoing uh, with infectious disease that actually kind of have parallels with cancer research. So it's kind of an interesting space and a really interesting time right now too with everything that's going on. Well, you must, I, I imagine you're really busy just judging from your hair. It uh, looks like you've been thrown, looks like you've been thrown Ooh. off a truck and then dragged for a while into, into your job and then beaten up severely. Yeah. No, no, haircut, no haircuts allowed, apparently. You are living right. proof, no haircuts allowed during the pandemic. I've also lost like 15 pounds since the last time I was on, too. Wow, fuck you, I've gained 15 pounds. Damn it. Yeah, really? Everybody else is gaining because they're staying in and baking bread and stuff and like that. pounding all, I'm drinking all the Sam Adams beer. Right. All of it. Yeah, my oh, liver. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think a summer ale's out now, right? Oh, oh yeah. no, I drank them all. I drank them all. It's already gone. There you go. <laughs> Someone keeps breaking in and stealing all my summer ale, so. That's what Josh says every morning he wakes up with a 12-pack stock. <laughs> Someone broke into my house and took my beer. No, no, it was you. Was it? <laughs> well, so, what, what, go ahead, go ahead, Mike, go. Uh, since we last talked to you, so very much has changed, and we oh, talked yeah. to you that first time because we wanted to get some straight answers from somebody who was, you know, a doctor in the medical field and, and had some knowledge, and, and now so many things have changed, and we are uh, experiencing what uh, many are calling the reopening of the country, the restarting of the economy. Um, I just want to get your uh, opinions on are we moving too fast um, or are we not moving fast enough? Are we keeping an eye on the right things? Are we starting off the right way for reopening? My, my personal opinion is we should take it region by region where we live in the Northeast region in the Boston area. And then you've got New York and New Jersey. You know, those are the, those are the areas that have been had the most cases. And uh, I think we should take it slower than the rest of the country, as opposed to, and Isaiah was mentioning earlier, places like Topeka, Kansas, mm. or, you know, rural areas, uh, smaller cities, they should probably be opening up a little more aggressively, in my opinion. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, so it, it really depends on, you know, what region you're in. And so, like you said, if you're in Alaska, I mean, they do have cases there. There were a couple deaths that were reported, um, but places uh, that are like geographically isolated um, or are in places that didn't have a lot of cases, I think you could make a case for reopening a little bit quicker than here on the East Coast. Um, but like I said, you could make a case but you could also make an opposing case to say, well, if we relax it too much, what if it starts to spread and then Topeka, Kansas becomes the next hotspot, right? And so those are the things that you're going to kind of have to think about. I know um, in kind of like the whole discourse of all of this, the one thing that people haven't really been talking about is that in China, um, so they had a hard lockdown 
on January 23rd. So in Wuhan city, uh, like tanks showed up. You couldn't even get on the trains. Like the military was there to say, can't get out of here now. Like you're stuck. And so they mandated like a hard stop. And I think it was April 7th. And the moment April 7th hit, you just see all these people like, you know, head out. Like, you know, because some of them weren't even from the actual city. And so they were not even allowed to be at home. And so that was like about, about like a 10 week time period. And so obviously that lockdown was a lot more strict specifically for the city. But I know there was other parts of China too, like in the south, where some of the provinces didn't have more than like a thousand or 1500 cases. So it's a little bit different here because we have a lot of states with more than 1500 cases. Right. But over there, um, even the provinces that were right next to uh, Hubei province, which is where Wuhan city is, uh, like they started college. And so like college kids Ooh. were able to go back. Uh, and this is neighboring provinces. And remember, China is a lot more like condensed than America because, you know, they, they don't have like a Midwest and they don't, they don't have a West Coast either. And so when you see how that was done, the difference is, is that they had that hard lockdown where we didn't. And like for us, if you went to, you know, one of the retail stores on like a Saturday, at least down here in D.C., and Northern Virginia, some of those places were packed. Like there were lines out the door at Target on a Saturday. And, you know, even though people did have masks, you know, there's still a lot of people. And, you know, some people are standing a little bit closer to others, right? And so maybe that social distancing wasn't strictly enforced. And so then the question is, is that because we weren't so strict for 10 weeks compared to how China was, can we make a case for reopening as quickly as they did, right? They're, I probably say they're anywhere between 75 to 90% back, but they're still taking precautions. Like some of the planes are still empty over there. So I, it, it's, a, it's a delicate balance. I, I actually don't know if the officials have the right answer and they're going to have to try. And I think if you, it might be a safer, quote unquote, bet to open up, you know, like Montana or North Dakota a little bit quicker than you would Boston. Let me ask you this. Do, do we, and we talk about um, stats coming from China. Let's just ask the question. Do we trust the stats coming from China? Are we going to base what we do in the United States solely on what they say they're doing there? Do we trust those stats coming out of that country? Yeah. So the hard numbers, that, that, that's a good point. The hard numbers always question it, right? We mm -hmm. should question their numbers. We should question Italy's numbers, Brazil's numbers. We should question, question our own question numbers. Question our own numbers, right. Our own right. numbers. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, is that um, what you don't see is them implementing a second hard lockdown, right? Okay. There is no military tanks in one of their largest cities in the central region of, of the country, right? And just think about it. Wuhan City has more people than New York City, mm. right? And so if tanks were rolling in the streets and people couldn't get on the trains, like we would all hear about it because every news agency has some people there that would say like, Hey, what's going on? Like, why are there tanks rolling in the streets? So we don't see that. So we can, we might not be able to know the exact number, but we can see with what's going on. They're not implementing that second hard lockdown. And so what people are afraid of here is that there might be second wave and what the second wave look like, right? We can only look back to the data from the 1918 pandemic. And you had places like, I think, Denver and Philadelphia, which did have a second wave. And in some cases, the second wave was bigger than the first. And so the question is, is that if we open it too quickly, is that going to happen? Because we weren't strict enough on the first time. 
And how can we be so strict again on the second time when, you know, people were already pushing back on the first? Right. Well, we're, we're getting into Memorial Day weekend, a uh, huge weekend here in Massachusetts. Uh, traditionally, people would be sitting in their cars in line to get over the bridges to Cape Cod. Um, and we talked to a guy yesterday, the singer for the band Trap, uh, Chris Brown. He said he, he said he went to the beach out in California or Florida. He went to the Florida. Beach Florida. He, he right. flew down to Florida. Right. Um, so my, I want to just run some stuff by you and get your opinion on, you know, your, what you think the level of safety is and say, let's just, I want to go, I want to take my family to the beach. I want to take my wife and daughter to the beach. Is that a good idea these days? I mean, as long as you're, you have to take the right precautions, right? Um, it, it's a hard sell to say you got to wear a mask on a beach, right? right. Especially on yeah. Memorial Day weekend. Uh, it's a hard sell to say like, you know, you can't get ice cream at right. the beach. Uh, you know, and it's really hard to tell a kid that because, you know, they can't see the virus. They don't understand. The ice cream truck. The ice cream truck is, is synonymous with the beach. Yeah. Right. And the line yeah. at, a, at an ice cream truck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And to have, you know, the, the six feet distance yeah. at an ice cream truck. I mean, I don't think a five-year-old kid's going to understand that, right? No, I want that ice cream sundae. Move. <laughs> <laughs> right. Or the ice cream sandwich was my big yeah. thing at my beach. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and I'm not standing six feet back from my friend Johnny when I'm 10. It's just not, a, I mean, so do you tell people not to go? Um, you see, that, that's, that's a hard recommendation, right? It's like, would I personally go? Like, yes. you know, w would I take uh, my family there? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. I'd have to see if they want to go first. I guess it would be d dependent on how many people were there. I mean, if it was super crowded, I would, I would, I would just say no. Not I mean, go? How much I would go? avoid Hampton yeah, for sure. Right. Hampton well. Beach is going to be a – Hampton Beach in New Hampshire, Doctor, is going to be a total shit show this weekend. Yeah, it's got a boardwalk type Well, of I'd it. say a beach anyway, but – Right. Yeah. But this is a weekend where everybody's got that we've – been, we've been cooped up. So, but where does the mind go from the science, what you're telling me, and screw it, I'm going? Because the science is what I'm I – just, I just listen to science. And if you're telling me that I shouldn't be going to a super crowded place just yet, okay. I'm not telling the world that you're telling me what to do because I know I know what I can control. You control your family controls. It's it, you're going to see stories after this weekend of absolute shit shows everywhere. Oh, where yeah. People are just like, screw it, I'm going out, fuck it, and something bad's going to happen. I think it's going to spread more. Yeah, I mean, th there's a good chance it's going to. So, so the reason that we've been shut in for so long is because uh, they looked at like the maximum time for when someone could get infected. So like right. when somebody could have gotten the virus to when they actually got sick. Right. So it looked like it had a maximum of like, you know, 25 days. So they were trying wow. to do like a two and a half, two and a half times that 25 days to kind of starve out the virus, to yep. put it in simple terms, right? So it's like, if you if you if the last person to have gotten infected was two and a half cycles of the maximum time then you could reasonably say that you know there's less virus around so that that was the rationale for it and so like my favorite was when you saw on the news in like late march they said like 14 days to limit spread or something i remember seeing that and i'm like you're really managing expectations here because if you were really being honest it's like 75 or 90 days to limit spread, not really 14 days, but you have wow. to stage it because you're just going to freak people out to say like, okay, you're not going to be out until January or 
not January. <laughs> Hopefully not January. <laughs> June oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> You're inside forever. Uh, yeah. Well, what yeah, about so like as a recommendation, um, I, I don't know, it, it would really have to depend. But if you do go, make sure you take those precautions. Um, like I, I'm not going to tell somebody to exactly what to do. But it's like, you know, if I were to recommend something, if you do go, I just, you know, make sure that because what we have a rooftop over here and, you know, they've had to call the police because people were, you know, sitting really close with each other. There's been people out having picnics and parks around here. And so like you'll have you'll see cops come up and like break it up. And it's really unfortunate to see because it's like it's 85 degrees outside, you know, and right, you know, people right. have their animals. They're, they're, they're just trying to enjoy outside while they can. And then you just see these cops come in and break it up. And it's like, well, there, there's a reason for it. You know, the, the cops aren't just going to cause the problem for no reason uh, in a normal time. Um, right. Right. So, yeah, it, it, it's tough. So the, the same precautions take place as from before they declared pandemic. You know, distance, wash your hands. The masks in public, I mean, that, that one's up to you um, it, or it, it's up to if there's a mandate. So I, I don't know if in Massachusetts there is one. There, there is actually. The governor has, I guess he said, yeah, if you're going to go outside, you have to wear a mask. Um, I don't know how much they're enforcing that. <laughs> I think if you can't keep the six foot distance, but, um, I think is for, what it for is. That, for that particular, yeah, for that particular thing, though, there's a lot of people arguing, you're not going to make me wear a mask and it's not going to help you. But just clarify, because I hear people say it all the time. You're, you're still going to get it. You're not protecting yourself. You're wearing that mask to protect other people. That's my understanding. Like, I don't know if I've got it or not. Uh, so if I go out and I'm talking or I cough because I have allergies, which every time I, I sneeze oh. something, I'm like, oh, my God, you know, I got it. Uh, but like, I'm dying. But I'm wearing that mask so I don't spread whatever I have around. That's the main reason, right? Yeah, I mean, so it, it was actually kind of a hard balance, especially when if you look at how they were speaking back in March, they were saying, oh, well, the mask isn't going to do anything and, you know, it'll spread fear or whatever. And then uh, you have some of these reports from some of my colleagues uh, that were saying that, like, if you wear a mask outside of the ward in the hospital, that the administration was going to hit you for it. Uh, and like, I know that happened like in Chicago and it happened in New York. And so, like, you know, the press was trying to come in, but, you know, hospital being corporate, you know, they have their communications policies and all of that. So that it, it's interesting because, like, they, they did deliberately say, you know, mask is not needed, and then now mask is needed. And it's like, if you just think from just like a very, like, you know, uh, I guess, separated perspective, you're covering your face, mm -hmm. and there's an airborne virus, technically that covering should help maybe not 100%, but help mitigate some things, both from you and from outside, because it, it's, it protects both ways, right? It protects coming in and then also going out. Right. And so there, there is some science behind it. And so, you know, it's the question of how do you want people to behave? And so when they have people uh, do it as a man, like as a mandate that you have to wear the mask, you know, I, it, it depends. Like if, if there's people that want to resist that's really up to, to them on how they want to enforce it. Um, I personally do wear a mask uh, when it's like when I go into a store, if I'm outside and if, if it's not mandated, if I'm outside and there's nobody around me and I can't even visibly see anybody, then I don't have one on. And so that, that's just my own personal guideline. But if there are people around, like I wouldn't go to a picnic in a park uh, 
you know, without a mask. I also, I mean, I, it, it's and when, 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 does that, when does that indecisiveness change? Because that, that's the problem I'm feeling. It, it, Mike was just talking about a story before we even started this, that the CDC is now saying that this thing doesn't stick to surfaces. When we talked months ago, I thought it was sticking to surfaces. Okay, do I go outside with a mask? At what point, at what point can we just make up our minds and say, you don't need a mask, this thing's contained. Is it, are we waiting for a vaccine or a cure? There is no cure for cancer. There is no cure for AIDS. We figured it out at some point. When do we, I can't go outside and have a picnic. When can I get there? Not, not me personally, but like that's what's pissing people off, I would imagine, and making them say, you know what? I'm just going to go for it because Yeah, it, it's interesting actually. So it, I'm wondering why, like I, I can say Virginia had a hard end date. They said mm. uh, June, June 9th. That, okay. And they said that back in March. And I remember right. I was like, June, wow. And then like there was some people trying to like pull politics out of it because it was like the day after like I think the Republican primary or something. Shocking, there's politics involved? Yeah, no. right. No <laughs> but, but the thing is, is that like, I mean, it, uh, <clears throat> some other countries that they, they have told like hard endpoints and they, right. they say like, you know, we're, we're going to give you a long time, obviously, and it's going to suck the fact that it's such a long time. But the right. reality is, is that, you know, we're going to have a better idea rather than doing the staging of uh, expectations to be like, oh, you know, the gym will be closed for a week. But, you know, in reality, the gym's going to be closed for like seven or eight, nine weeks minimum. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like just playing with people's expectations until somebody finally realizes, you know what, if I, if I don't have like dumbbells in my own place, like I'm not going to work out reasonably until the end of summer or something. Right. And so when does it end? That's a good question, right? Because uh, if, if they really wanted to, to play on people's fears, it could potentially never end, right? And yeah. you, saw, you saw that, I think it was on Twitter a couple of days ago, it said like health experts warn that there is no end to coronavirus. And it's like, well, no, at some point, like there, there's gonna be an end because something's gonna change in that virus uh, naturally. And, and that was the same thing that happened with how it changed to become so infective. Right. Right. And so eventually once that changes, then, you know, all bets are off. The, the thing's different. You know, we right. have a completely different virus on our hands. It could one, not do anything at all or two, become even worse. And so how do you balance that with the science? You know, if they, you have the vaccine, you have the medicine, that'd be great. Um, we don't know which medicine works based on having evidence-based trial and the vaccine is still in development. So, right. And then even when the vaccine is available, if you see the rollout of how our testing was, I wonder how the rollout of the vaccine is going to be too, right? Shit show. Well, there was, there's uh, Moderna in uh, Cambridge here in Massachusetts. They said they, they had positive research on this, whatever they were working on, this vaccine they were working on, developing antibodies to the, to the COVID-19 virus. But that's it. And that's all the information they gave out. They didn't give out any other information. And they said this was just phase one of their research. So say that's true. And they're, 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 it's positive. But how long will it actually take? I'm, I'm thinking like a year or two because they have to go through trials and tests, uh, you know, to make sure that the people who are, it's being administered to, their heads don't explode or they don't develop <laughs> some kind of blood disease or something like that. So what, what's the reality like in the expectation of, of a vaccine? Say Moderna has something, how long until they can administer it to the public? Yeah, under like normal times, the vaccine would take a while to, to get through. And so that's just because there isn't just like the science behind it. There's also like regulatory filings. 
-hmm. there's also different phases of research and you know you have different uh, when you go from one phase to another and you advance from one to another there's a lot of paperwork that has to go through it that has to go uh, with the regulatory bodies and so uh, can we, buy, can, can we bypass the paperwork can we just cut the shit with the paperwork <laughs> <laughs> i mean really paperwork <laughs> I mean, an app so, that. some of it is for good reason. Uh, some yeah, of it, I'm sure, is, I'm sure. Uh, some others is, uh, is designed to be like, Oh, you didn't check that box. You got to wait another six months. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. But if uh, some administrative moron doesn't check a box and we have to stay inside till January, myself, personal postal, I'm going to go postal. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tell I'm irritated? There was a there was a post on Twitter. Um, there was a, one of my colleagues. He's a um, he's a medical oncologist, and he ordered a test. Uh, it was just for a scan of something called a gastrinoma, mm. and so that's a that's a stomach cancer that releases a hormone called gastrin. Okay. And so the, he he put it in, and the insurance company rejected, and they're like, "Oh, no. we need it for a tumor." And he said, but "Gastrinoma is a tumor." And they say, "No, you need the right tumor specifically." And oh so, my God, I need the right cancer now. Yeah. <laughs> I can't have this cancer. Right. What's the right cancer? I have fucking cancer. Can I have a cure? Yeah. Oh my God. They just wanted to scan too. You know, it's like just just shine like a machine at it. You know, I I just need to catch a shadow from an image. Like, do you, do you you feel like, I mean, you're a doctor. Do you feel like everything's just so painfully unorganized? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of bureaucracy. And so like in, in academic medicine, there was so much bureaucracy and so, like, when I made a transition over to corporate setting, uh, I thought that all of it would be gone, but obviously there's a corporate bureaucracy. That <laughs> you put the word corporate too. in there, and you thought it would be yeah, gone. Yeah, right. That's, it's, yeah, it's <laughs> anonymous. Corporate equals right? bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> well, they, they move a little bit faster yeah. than academia, um, but the, there is still a lot of so know, from So it goes, from, it goes from a snail to a turtle, is what you're saying. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Nice analogy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything and i i know we don't talk politics very much on this podcast except for when we have chris from trapped on that <laughs> then we're all politics right. that yeah, usually gets all. political and not not to get political now but are are you more likely to get the virus if you're a republican a democrat <laughs> or moderate <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question i don't think the doctor has a comment <laughs> <laughs> i just want to know which way to go in the voting booth Right. He wants to change his ballot to the other one that won't get the coronavirus. Yeah. I mean, the, pro- the problem with stuff like this is it, 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 do- it does not discriminate. That's the problem. And people make it so political or personal or you're taking my freedom away. It's like, this is why we're having you on the show. You're a doctor. You study this shit. You know this shit. You're, that, that's your field. Um, I don't really know what our field is except yapping. But like, if, if you don't follow the science of this, it's going to just keep getting worse, right? Yep. Yeah, and so back to the point of the vaccine, um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I, I remember, I think it was a couple, it was either last week or the week before, uh, Trump had said that he was going to try to get it out um, by like the end of this End of this year. year, yep. And so if he can do that, that would be great. Um, and that would just mean eliminating the bureaucracy and let the, the companies like Moderna or whoever else is developing a vaccine to, to do their thing. And so the, the question is, is the reason that we have that paperwork is to make sure that they're not cutting corners, that they're right. not faking their data, uh, which has happened. And so when people fake their data, 
you know, you might be giving these people a vaccine and then they go out thinking that they're okay, but in reality they're not, then you know you have outbreak number two, right? And so that's why there is some of the process. Now, there are some unnecessary parts of the process too, but um, overall, you know, there does still have to be a little bit of a check on there to make sure, uh, if not a lot of check. The degree of how much they check is really dependent on how much the leadership wants to do. Right. So I think reasonably, end of this year is pretty aggressive. Uh, I'm not sure if that would happen. Uh, well, could a, could, a pre- could a president take away enough bureau- a president, just anybody in charge, uh, and say, okay, let, we got a fast line. I mean, there's a couple of things I'm thinking in my head. Find a vaccine, deal with it, and then, and then deal with the place or people that started this bullshit and, and deal with that. There's a couple of things that are pretty important along the way here. Let's get us all healthy. But then who's accountable? Like whoever it is, wherever it is, however that goes down, that's a, that's a thing that a president and leaders of countries have to talk about. Because if this, in fact, did start somewhere in some lab and someone pushed this out like anthrax, I'm not saying that's the case, then someone should be held accountable. But if this is some sort of warfare on the world for fucking around with China to begin with, like, is this, well, this will just never stop. This will just go round oh, and I, round and I- round. Can I just interject here when people say that this is a some kind of chemical or biological warfare attack on China? Why? Then why not on would, China? Just from somewhere? I don't know. I don't oh, know. No, no. I mean, not on us from China. Why would China that like start it in their own country? Don't know. You know why not wouldn't sure. they start it outside their own country? There's a lot of countries that kill their own people. I don't know these things. That's that's what's getting frustrating. I don't know how that country operates. I barely know how this country operates. And I, you know, and, and do I? Do, do I trust this country? Do I trust that country? I just don't know. I, I'm not sure. I just know that when we get people healthy, once everybody's healthy and there's a vaccine, then what? Does anybody bother to look and say, how did this, did this just come out of nowhere or was this fabricated? What do you think, doctor? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I, they're going to have to, I don't know who's going to be president next year. Uh, could right. be could be one of a couple people, right? Right. And Down so, to two. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to see how, how they want to deal with it. I mean, right. right now, the focus should be on getting people healthy. Yes, and getting, 100%. Getting any doubt out of anyone's mind to say, like, you're going to get sick again, right? We need right. to get that right. out of people's mind. Amen. And so, you know, just the, the thing is, like, like, when people brought up, like, even back in, like, February, when they were bringing up, oh, like, it, it's kind of like the flu, it's Ooh. just the flu, right? Just the flu it was a little bit uh, not honest. Ooh. Flu-like symptoms is what happens when somebody right. is sick. Um, and like when people bring up like, oh, well, so many people die from smoking and we don't do anything about it. And it's like, well, this right. is something new. This is adding on top of all of that stuff. This isn't the same as that stuff. Like well, this is 100,000 people in three months. So people that say that, that's just ignorant. This is 100,000 right. people in yeah. three months. Right. Yeah. And we know what we know what smoking does to you over years and years of research. Because it's been around this. and it's been studied. It you right. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Right. It does make it used you to make, cool. Right. The Marlboro man was out right. you know, smoke. Believe me, I crave one every day. God. Now, Mike, <laughs> Mike you, right you quit when did you quit smoking, Mike? I quit smoking fifteen years ago. Yeah, and, congrats, buddy. Nice. Well, congrats. I'll tell you, it, it was like the twentieth try and I still yeah, yeah. crave one at least once a day. But Do these you really days, these days, those cravings are very, very high. And it's not because yeah. I, I, I try to stay busy and stuff, but it's just there's a little more stress. And, uh, and sometimes I just, there were a couple of times where I walked into the 7-Eleven down the street oh. and I ended up just getting the, you know, I ended up just getting like a water or something. I'm just like, fuck it. Okay, I'm not going to do this to <laughs> Plus, you know, when I was smoking, cigarettes were like, 
you know, they were like two twenty-five a pack or something like that. Oh my god, ridiculous! You know, and <laughs> no, actually, that 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 was like five dollars a pack. I think what I smoked was Marlboro. I was gonna Red. say you're not seventy. I know Marlboro Reds, <laughs> and then uh, and now they're like eleven dollars or something. So I can't afford that. That money's going elsewhere. Dude, I've never smoked, and I crave one. Like when I'm watching <laughs> oh. Hollywood on Netflix, I'll tell you movie. I'm like, oh, the stress. Yeah, yeah, but see, that's the thing. We know all about smoking. You know, well, this, the this virus, is, is it changes every day as evidenced by this story from the CDC this morning that now they're discovering surfaces, you know, aren't likely to, you know, help the spread of this virus. So uh, there's different information coming out every single day. So and now it, it's not on metal surfaces. Uh, well, no, it, it could be, but it's not. They're saying that it's not likely to spread from surfaces. Can a report come out? Can a report come out? Sorry, can a report come out that stops with the could maybe say yes or no <laughs> yeah, jesus yeah, you know, christ yeah some definitive <laughs> of the facts yeah. well you know it might we kind of sort of i don't fucking know like cut, cut. it out yeah, yeah th- those I those mean, kinds yeah. of reports i i'd take with a grain of salt because it's like it, it could how and about it could two be. grains of salt there two. you go <laughs> it, it could be and it couldn't be and like so even back in march when we talked about it uh you know on on the show too we had no idea. I mean, it, it's right. like the question is, is that, you know, how much of the virus did they get to do the experiments? How did they do the experiments? What were the conditions of the environment when they were doing that? I, I mean, we're never going to know. It, it's like uh, mm. how you see the flip flop on like how chocolate and coffee can, you know, protect you from Parkinson's one day and then it causes like some other disease. And is then- milk good for us? Milk? <laughs> yeah, right. That's true. That's very true, doctor. It was like butter is 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 good for you. Butter is bad. And then like recently butter, you got to go back to butter and you don't want to eat margarine because it's going to destroy your intestines or something. With like nutrition too, stuff, but, like they always oh. come out with something new. And so like actually in academia, like that's a that's like a legitimate problem because it's like people are trying to get right. uh, publications out and like right. you, like jack up their numbers of like how many publications they had. And then so that way that when they submit for more research funding that they can get more, it, it, it really depends on what that person's motives are. And so like, you'll see that, you know, we don't, re- honestly, we don't really know the reality 100%. Some right. experiments might say one thing, some might say another, you could probably recreate the experiment under the same conditions and get similar results. But if you do something completely different with you the same thing, on, you might you, get a different result too. So you just hit on, you just hit on something. Uh, that I think sums up everything. What's that person's motivation? Right. That is literally the dead ass center of all of this because what is a political motivation for a president or a congressman or woman? What is the motivation for a doctor? What is the motive? I mean, it's all like there's, there's so much, so many layers of bullshit, bureaucracy as you called it, that like, okay, eggs are good for me one day bad for me the next day. All I know is I eat eggs and I shit like a wild animal. So I'm not having eggs. But nobody right? says anything about soda because Coke has like a hold on the sugar industry. And it's like what? sugar is like one of the worst things. And, 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 and what the doctor just said, that person's motivation. And that person could be a CEO, a president, a lobbyist. Uh, like wh- how are we really supposed to, and I don't want to, I don't go down that rabbit of hole of like everyone's lying to me. I know what I control. I know what my wife controls and our family. That's it. But really, is any of this information 100% true or false? Do we really know? Because who's it coming from? Yeah, that's a good question. And the thing with science is that, like, if you go on Twitter, like, it, sometimes, like, people just explode in, Twitter like, sucks. anger. <laughs> Twitter sucks. 
they, they explode in anger over science. And like mm -hmm. some people that like they, they get the, they get the, I don't want to say they get the definition of science wrong, but like the thing with science is that you, you have a question, right? And you think something happens a certain way. So you run right. an experiment to see if it happens that way. And so when you run that experiment, it could give you evidence for how maybe it could work that way, but it also might give you evidence on how it could work a different way. And that's what it tells you. It, it tells right. you whether or not your question was, uh, doesn't say if the question was good or not, but it tells you whether or not something happens the way that you think it would. And so there's so many different factors that you can control on getting it to give you that evidence to fit what you asked for, right? And so yeah. it, it, it's, it, there is some subjectivity to it, depending on which discipline you're looking at. Obviously, in something like physics, it's a little bit harder to you know, squeeze the, the results. Right. But in some other things, you could squeeze some results. It, it really depends. And so that's why you have to take with scrutiny uh, and some skepticism on you know, what is this publication saying? But also, right. if, if you have to look at you know, who's funding it and who's doing the research, and, you know, some people really are genuinely into their own research, like some kidney cancer researchers, like, you know, their goal is, is to help these patients, right? Because we don't have medicines for certain kidney cancers. Right. And so, like, you know, they don't have funding. And if you can even look up their salary because they're academic employees, right? Yeah. So employees of the state, they're not even making, you know, huge amounts of money. But right. meanwhile, they're pouring their heart and soul over a couple of papers in like the span of 10 years. And so like, if you can scrutinize that and you know, ask more questions, then that's always better. Now, sometimes people ask questions and they ask the wrong questions. And then mm -hmm. all of a sudden you get these conspiracies that come out. And so like, give you an example on my Twitter, I think I tweeted about Bitcoin a couple days ago. And like, I wanted to make a joke about how the founder of Bitcoin was like, you know, conspiring with a billionaire or something. But then I thought about it. I'm like, wait, somebody's actually going to take that seriously. Like I right. can't make that right, joke. Yeah. Oh, careful. Yeah. Right. Careful. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we've had, we've had a lot of discussions about Twitter on this show, Josh. Oh yeah, yeah. man. Um, I, I, I mean, speaking of your Twitter, I have a question for you. Uh, what's your problem with Dolan's? Oh, yeah, right. Oh, you had a thing about Dolan's a couple weeks ago, yeah, and there's man. a Josh Dolan right there. <laughs> well, if if you noticed, one of the pictures I posted wasn't even actually a Dolan. It was James Charles, uh, who I think part partially uh, he I think he was friends with Dolan. I think he still is with Dolan twins. I don't I don't even know who Dolan twins are. There's so many like new like TikTok and YouTube people like coming out every day, like I've been on YouTube for five years now. And like, there's some channels that just like popped up last year, you know, that are like, you know, three times my size. And I, it's right. like, I, I didn't even know who this person was. And then you, you see, and you're like, this is really new generation, you know? Oh, yeah. It's so wild that someone can have 53 million fans and you have no idea who they are. Right. Yeah. yeah. People are on TikTok dancing and they have 10 million followers. Well, they been dancing. They're just staring into the screen and they're what like, are you doing? I'm a millionaire now. Yeah, we like do the, this the girl, and we're not uh, millionaires. Charlie, the, with Charlie D'Amelio. Yeah. Yep. I think the most followed on TikTok. You know, it, it's funny because it's like, she's I a 15 year old kid. Uh, I have friends who have kids that are 16. What like, the it's fuck? like, my daughter's 15. She probably knows who she is. No, she, she's mentioning names to me all the time. Oh, it's like so and so. I'm like, I have no idea who that who? is. Oh, they're a YouTuber. I'm like, ugh. Oh, you know, maybe I should spend more time on YouTube. Or I want to see, I want to see you on TikTok. That's what me? I want to see. I want to see you. I don't know. Man. 
I don't know. I want you. I want you to do a food porn session or a or a or a disc golf session on YouTube and get fucking zero likes. I know, right? <laughs> That's why I was in radio for so long. Because yeah, exactly, exactly. Friendly, you know. And well, what, what, listen, doctor. It is Memorial Day weekend. I mean, what what would your advice be? Because we asked you before, and we do appreciate you a coming on the show, and we and we you know believe in what you do and the science you follow. What, what is your recommendation for people over a weekend like this and over the course of the next few weeks as it gets warmer in d different places? What, what do you recommend people do? Stay the course? Change the course a little bit? What would you say to them? Well, I would say stay the course and uh, okay. definitely follow the, the local rules on how okay. they want to do it. Because I, I think Jersey Shore might be a little bit different than up in Cape Cod. They've always been different. <laughs> <laughs> right? At end of story. Yeah. And so I definitely first, first and foremost, follow that because it's yeah. like, I, I don't want anybody getting in trouble with the cops on, you know, Memorial Day weekend. It's like, you, come on, it's the beginning of summertime. You don't, you don't need right. that in your life, you know? And right. So uh, aside from that, if you are able to go, um, you know, and you do want to go, then, you know, just, con you know, contact precaution, you know, with the distancing, uh, washing your hands, careful with the ice cream trucks if they're even there or if they're even allowed to be there like hand right. sanitizer and stuff like that keep yeah. it with you at all times yeah hand sanitizer now wait a second. You know, nothing against the ice cream truck people but the dudes driving them they're creepy anyway imagine now putting a mask on that dude hey those mall right. santas gonna do something in the off season mall santas that's who they are yeah <laughs> i can't wait in december to see a, a, a half shit faced mall santa with a mask on hey yeah, junior right. sit in his lap yeah, yeah we're good well, so, uh, i'm sorry so follow precautions i got it one, one thing I want to ask before, before we let you go is we've asked um, entertainers this question, how they foresee things like concerts in the future. You know, right now they're, they're like at Yankee Stadium. They're going to be having concerts and movies there and stuff. And people drive up and they stay in their cars drive-in style. How, how long do you think people can gather in mass for sports? You know, this is a huge sports area with the Patriots and the Bruins and the Red Sox and, and Celtics. Uh, you know, there were so many great concerts this summer, uh, tours that had to be canceled. When do you foresee a time where, where like a thousand people can gather in one location like that again? That's a good question. I don't know if the like leadership is waiting on vaccine or, mm. you know, the treatment for that to happen. Uh, I know there's going to be people that are really upset with the mandatory vaccine. We thought like anti-vax had, you know, quieted down a little bit because this virus had become a thing. But my guess is that along with like the anti-lockdown protests, they might come out again mm -hmm. uh, right. to say like, you know, we don't want this vaccine. And you well, know, well to, if, I, if I could interject here, there are, have been a couple of uh, anti-lockdown protests, I believe in Michigan and Los Angeles that were organized by this group called the Freedom Angels. They are primarily an anti-vaccine organization. And basically hmm. what they've done is latched on to these groups and, and helped organize these rallies are anti-lockdown. Um, my question would be to them, okay, so they find a vaccine. Are, are you going to use it? They <laughs> you know? won't. Yeah. Hype spots. <laughs> right? You know? so, so you can get out, of the, get out and support business like you're saying and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I just got the tattoo that says, fuck vaccines, but I need this right. one. Wait, right. what? Wait, what? <laughs> Yeah, but, but I'm sorry to interrupt, Doc. I just thought that was interesting. But you're saying that oh. we're not going to have any kind of mass gathering like we had before this sporting event or concert or 
county fair or anything like that until there's a vaccine? I mean, I, it depends on how the leadership wants to do it, right? So if they want to wait for the vaccine, then that might happen. I mean, like I said, there are definitely concentrated interests inside mm. like sports and, you know, the, these uh, convention centers, like I, they have to have some kind of lobbying group, right? Mm. And so there's obviously a concentrated effort to be like, hey, you know, we do need to open some stuff back up. Right. And the question is, is that how do you, I don't know, how do you do a baseball game if you know you can only do one person every you know three seats or something right. right right and even then that still might not be good enough as like a precaution if you really want to go extreme about it so it, it's like it, it kind of depends on the leadership and how they want to see it right um and it depends on where you are like if, i mean if you're going to i think kansas city is a little bit more open than st louis right now uh depending right. on which side of the city you're on so i don't know if you wanted to go to you know kansas city ball game uh, can you, the, you know, do, do they have a different perspective? Right. Uh, well, I got to tell you this, line? I got to tell you this, the, the Tampa Bay Rays have been dealing with people, one person in every six seats oh. of their entire existence. <laughs> so, I mean, they seem to be doing, I guess they could uh, open up, I, you know, even uh, let's follow the lead of the Tampa right. Bay Rays. Right. Sure. Well, <laughs> the Tampa Bay city of champions, right? Yeah. That's oh, when, uh, when sports do come back, do you think like this will be a, a, a sporting thing? Uh, oh yeah all the teams like yeah it might be that's uh that's a good thing i see the thing is like what is it they're they're talking about like economy and like economy might come back in like 23 or 24 and so sorry i have a thing ringing hello dr bernard can i help you (laughs) hello chubby emu can i put you on hold hi it's your barber (laughs) yeah right getting ready to cut my hair (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we saw you on that podcast. You better still be coming tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it, I, the thing is, it's like, I, I don't know. It, 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 the craziest thing is that, you know, like we're all going to remember like where we were in March of 2020, right? Because this is kind of like a, a big event. It, it literally changed everyone's life and everyone's way of life. And so like, what, what are the stories that are going to be coming out from now that people in like five years are going to talk about? Like, and, you know, just to imagine that, like, we're here and this, whatever they're going to talk about is happening right now. Like, it's going to be good stories. They're going to be twisted stories, right? Yep. And then there's also just going to be a, you know, a, just a whole bunch of different things. And then there's going to be a generation of kids who were born after March 2020 who don't remember a thing, right? Right, right. right? And yeah, so this is all normal. Um, yeah. when it comes to, like, the sports, I, there, is, there is, like, an interest in getting people back because it, it's like... A lot you know, of money involved. Yeah. Lot, lots of money and there's and just people in general i mean they they want fun again you know they don't want stuck at home they don't want you know we're a social species exactly right and so the the question is is like how how can we balance it and i don't want to say like it's up to the leadership but but it is because they're the ones who can let us do whatever and you know so, some people might say well then we have to protest and fight for it i mean you can um I just see how it turns out. I, I don't know. Like I'm not. I'm let's, not going to stop people. Let's from... let's start by getting haircuts. Can we do that? Can go. I get a haircut? Yeah, you guys need haircuts get... right away. You just need you yeah. just need a little Beck action, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just gotta yeah, just shave it down. That's like all. Like, let's just step yeah. our phase one here on breaking the ice. Haircuts. Right. Also, oh, except you, Doctor Bernard, you could just join a Cure tribute band oh, like, right, right now. <laughs> I think t- you just totally let that thing go. Yeah, let it go, man. Yeah. Well, hey, Hasht- uh, hashtag chubby emu's hair. 
Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> what? It's like anime hair, but then like in the back, it could be like right, starting to become like a mullet. Totally. Yes. <laughs> Love it. Hey, Dr. Bernard, could you uh, give everybody, you know, your Twitter handle and your YouTube and let people know where they can check you out? Yep. Twitter is at Chubby Emu. And uh, same on YouTube. If you search Chubby Emu, you'll see uh, a bunch of medical videos. My latest one is about a student who drank two gallons of, ca- uh, two gallons of coffee to cram for one of his finals. That sounds and, like uh, Josh. Did that overnight. I know. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's the guy Dolan that you don't know. Did his kidneys explode? Ooh. Yeah. So what happened is uh, <laughs> yes, uh, a, a, a adrenaline. So the coffee in like huge amounts, uh, like it, it pushes out a lot of adrenaline and it also stops your brain from like calming itself down. And that's so when Josh. your brain doesn't oh. calm itself down, you get Maybe that's why I have a stroke every time I see a snake. I should Wait a second. Oh, this, is yeah. why, this is why his lung collapsed. He's a fucking spaz and he freaks out when you say treat or a snake goes by. <laughs> Stop drinking all that coffee. You need to make more. <laughs> so so what, ha- what happened to the student? So the, uh, what happened was because of like all the adrenaline that came out in, uh, because of that caffeine, uh, it actually like he kept twitching, right? And oh so his God. muscles, huge doses of caffeine are going to affect the muscles, first of all. And so what happened was that the muscles actually started uh, – going into his bloodstream it started dissolving oh my, wow. oh my god and then it goes to the kidneys and when it with the muscles go to the kidneys there's uh chemicals in there that'll actually dissolve parts of the kidneys and damage oh my god, i was just joking oh. when i about his kidneys was, there you go josh. <laughs> oh josh <laughs> we're no. we're gonna put that in a lab uh environment right now doctor and see hey what hold happens. on see we have a coffee sponsor on the show uh that's Wolfpack right coffee nice. so here's the thing Drink responsibly, just yeah, drink like your booze. Yes. <laughs> well, hey, hey, actually, if, if you hold on one second. Okay. Oh, oh he's, he's going to chug it. He's got a kidney oh, in, in his oh. drawer. He's... <laughs> so I made this for the video, but this is two gallons of coffee. Oh, my God. That's... Jesus. <laughs> I still have it. Chug it. Right? Chug it. I, I, chug I keep it. the props for my video. And so this is two gallons. This is like, what, 12 pounds That's of coffee? A lot. Oh, my God. He, so the, the dude pounded both of them? In like one night, right? Yeah, so he, uh, I think it was over a couple of hours that he drank it. Oh. Like it was just like pot after pot. And so the, the thing is, is that he uh, apparently just didn't want to like, he didn't want to take anything else to help him study because he was right. def- yeah. that like one of his- Like Adderall or cocaine? Or meth, yeah. Yeah. Or meth. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Adderall is meth, shoe. Oh. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Remember no-dos, Mike? Oh, yeah. Remember no-dos? Oh, I remember it well. I snorted Ooh. it. Oh, wait, no. fuck. This is a kid's show. No, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah, and well, so, is- like, I know internships, they'll, they'll do, like, the random screening sometimes. Like, if you're an intern, like, throughout um, the semester, they, they might do it. And uh, I remember there were some people in medical school, too, who uh, just before, like, the step one exam, like, they took Adderall to help mm-hmm. study and then they got tested and then they got booted out of the program. <laughs> they got and, every question right twice. Yeah, um. right. And you make it that far in life just, just to screw it up because one thing by chance, right? And it's right, like, right. Yeah. That's a heavy choice though. You know, you, you get booted out of medical school after 10 years or your kidneys melt. You know, hmm. I mean, you know, it's kind of- Weighing the, way the options. Right, yeah. <laughs> now you know, medical school it. is Adderall like performance enhancing drugs? 
<laughs> ah, that's PEDs. It is in esports. So, like, uh, what is it? Some of those Dota players, like, you know, if they get caught taking Adderall, like, that, that's their steroids. Oh, my God, that's hilarious. Yeah. Wow. I think he was kidding, but that's a real thing. Yeah, no, it, yeah, absolutely. it's a real thing. Like, because the, the esports, you know, that they got to be, like, their reaction time has to be, like, if it's, like, a couple milliseconds it's off. Bam. That's yeah. that's life or death, right? And if you die wow. and then your team is depending on you, you know, you could your have video game. game team. That's a whole conversation we've had. A video game team. Well, that, that's the guy. <laughs> there's big stuff. money in esports. I oh, know. Yeah, we were talking about it with uh, Chris from Trap. There's there's a guy, Doctor Lupo, who makes I think it's it's like quarter of a million dollars, two hundred fifty grand a month. Yeah, a month. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, oh, that was colleagues. a month. They're, they're kids. Like uh, they're they're oh. in college, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they drop out of college because all of a sudden they're making 60 grand a yeah. month yeah. you know, doing Dota streams or, you know, League of Legends or something. I'd do that. Gone. Done. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, Dr. Everything. Bernard, thank you. That's the, that last story is the kind of stuff you can find on, you know, what he's talking about on YouTube and, and Twitter and uh, as well. as stuff regarding, <laughs> Very nice. Idea. Regarding the, uh, the COVID-19 <laughs> virus and stuff. We appreciate you coming on and, and uh, setting us straight on, uh, on a, a, an opinion from, a reliable source. Yes. Thank you. Like thank you. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. And thank you. Keep so the much. hair, brother. Keep yeah, the keep hair. Keep the hair, man. Let it fly. Let your free you fly then. New profile pick, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> while I'm thinking about it, I want to thank our sponsors. You know, we mentioned Wolfpack Coffee, but then there's Garage. Drink Doors responsibly. Plus. Yeah. Drink responsibly, not like Josh. Uh, Garage Doors Plus. Jesus Christ. Uh, Invoke Media Group, uh, who helps us with our website, which is breakingtheicepodcast.com. Uh, don't forget, uh, there is Boston Exterior Remodeling, uh, Pathfinder Tree Service, LLC. Um, am I forgetting anyone else there? I got no, the all of our friends here. on Patreon, too, that have jumped yeah. on to pay extra to see the, the stupid bullshit nonsense that we do on the side. Yeah. Can you, you believe it, Doctor? It gets worse than this on the side. <laughs> it does. This is pretty tame. There's stuff uh, so you can always check out all the episodes at BreakingTheIcePodcast.com. Uh, there's a doc. If you want a uh, Breaking the Ice T-shirt, you can buy one at BreakingTheIcePodcast.com. Oh yeah, one with me, a uh, picture of me in high school on the front of the T-shirt with hair very similar to yours. Uh, there's also the Tree Club shirts, which are really nice, and, and all sorts of other merch you can buy, which will just help out the. Uh, I, so you got I said it there, when, Josh? I, when I when I saw that picture, I said that that uh, Josh. Look at okay. that. T- tell me he doesn't look like he's the lead singer of an Asian Duran Duran. Please. That's me in high school. Look at ice. <laughs> Look at that mullet, dude. See, I had hair, man. I had hair, just yeah, like four, you guys. 40 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> in a jean jacket. That's the best uh, mullet I ever had in my life. Wait, was, yeah. wasn't there an interview that you posted on Twitter back in like 93 or 94? What? At like, uh, I, I swear to God, you posted something on Twitter with like, uh, it was an interview with you and like a singer from some band at like some festival in Massachusetts. Oh, yeah, it was me and, the, and Chris Martin from Candlebox. Nice. And it was a throwback Thursday picture. And I had like super, we were both like grunge dudes. We had oh, super that the long one hair. We looked like Jay and Silent Bob? Yes, we looked like Jay and Silent Bob. <laughs> we were backstage at the Reading Festival in England. And uh, I was supposed to interview him. And, and I think we were both a little stoned. And uh, we just talked no. about surfers for like two hours. And I'm like, wow, this was a completely useless interview. So thank you for your time. But he's, he's a wicked nice guy. He's a was cool. that the one where uh, Henry Rollins tried to fight you? Yes, that was the one oh. where Henry Rollins lost his shit. Not he just didn't want to fight me. He wanted to fight thirty other Everybody. DJs in the room. Yeah, okay. he's a real pleasant dude. Slightly aggressive, that man. Yeah, yeah. but uh, uh, Dr. Bernard, thank you so much, Chubby. Thank Elu you on uh, Twitter and YouTube. Check him out. Really great, interesting stuff. And uh, thanks for coming on the Breaking the Ice podcast.
Thanks for having me. Someday we should do this in person. Yes, yeah, someday, someday we'll do it in person. Yeah, when, when we I make can, my way up kind to Boston, of definitely. Sort of, maybe, maybe, kind of, sort of, when we can go out. Maybe we're not sure. Not sure. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> it. All right. Thank you, Doctor. Great. Thanks, Thanks guys. Ever mention shaved pussies and sponsors in the same sentence? I will start putting out small dick pics and your photos. Bye.